0: well, welcome to his presence. He will meet with us and will not remain the same in Jesus' name. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Psalm chapter 91. I'm going to read verses 14 to 16. Psalm 91 verses 14 to 16. Psalm 91 verses 14 to 16 says, because he had set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he had known my name. Verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Who is God talking to in this passage? Receive it in Jesus' name. We started looking at a topic in that series uh, last week that that we said, His mercy gives direction. His mercy gives what? Direction. And during the course of our discussion, we began to look at this Psalm 91. When we got to Psalm 91 verse 1 that says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we asked ourselves a question. What are you doing in the secret place? I would say there are two things, according to Psalm 27 verse 4. One thing have I desired, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To do what? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. So we said, in the secret place you are beholding the beauty, and in the secret place you are inquiring of the living God. We all know Isaiah chapter 16, verse 1, that says, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. But this will not come to be, except you are in the secret place, doing what? Beholding his beauty. The beauty in the secret place is the glory of God. When that glory shines upon you, when you have an encounter with the glory, then your light will arise. Moses had an encounter with that glory. He was on the mountain with God for 40 days. The Bible says when he came down, his face was shining. He did not know that his face was shining. Aaron and the elders had to come to him and say, look, we can't look at your face. The glory of the Lord is upon you. And I'm telling someone here, the glory of the Lord is upon you. The glory of the Lord will radiate forth upon you. That glory will shine forth upon you. When the glory begins to shine forth upon you, then, that's why the Bible says, your light has what? Has come. No more darkness. That's why the no more darkness. No more darkness in Jesus' name. So we're continuing to look at that uh, uh, sub-topic, his mercy gives direction. And in verse, and that's uh, the, two, the three verses we read in Psalm 91. Verses fourteen to sixteen, we see the result. The result of dwelling in the secret place of the Most High is what I call ultimate divine protection. What did I call it? Ultimate divine protection. No fear of COVID. No fear of uh, of cancer, of ulcer, of everything, sir. Of of. Insomnia, whatever it is called, ultimate divine protection. The Bible says, what well, He giveth his beloved sleep. If you are listening to me today and your problem is that you cannot sleep, God will touch you. Amen. Receive divine touch in Jesus' name. You'll begin to sleep like a newborn baby in Jesus' name. You won't sleep too much so that you won't say, "This is God's blessing, and you refuse to walk. But there's a specific situation. Of an individual who cannot sleep. From today, that situation is changed in the name of Jesus. Ultimate divine protection. And when you look at that passage, there are a number of things that the Bible makes us to understand God will do for us. Because we dwell in the secret place. Because we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Because we are obedient to His leading and His guidance. Because you go to where He says you should go, and where He says you should not go, you do what? You don't go. You don't go. When we started, we said God led Israel through the Red Sea. He knew that there was Red Sea ahead of them. The alternative was for them to go through a series of battles, which he did not want them to encounter at that point in time. When God knew there was Red Sea ahead of them, he equally knew that what would happen to the Red Sea? What would happen to the Red Sea? It would be parted. All that was needed was obedience on the part of Moses. Obedience on the part of the children of Israel. All that is needed on your own part to enjoy this ultimate protection is your word, obedience. Obedience. The first thing we note in that passage is, he will deliver you. Tell somebody he will deliver me. Tell the person he will deliver you. Job chapter 5 verse 19. Job chapter five verse 19. I'll read verses 19 and 20. Job 5, 19 and 20. It says, He shall deliver thee in six troubles. Somebody doesn't like that prayer. I say, He shall deliver thee in six troubles. Amen. Say, Here yeah, in seven, there shall no evil touch thee. Yeah. In other words, after a while, remember uh, Balaam and Balak. Balaam will tell Balak, erect seven altars. Make a sacrifice. After the altars are erected, he will say, I will go and seek the face of God. He did it the first time. He did it the second time. When it was the third time, he said, don't bother. I can see that it pleases God to bless these people. So the Bible is saying here, He said, it will deliver you in six troubles. So when the seventh comes, the, the trouble will not even try again. Say, if I continue attacking this person, I will lose all my ammunition. This person is too strong for me. You will be too strong for the devil in Jesus' name. Verse 20 says, In famine, he shall redeem thee from death, and in war from the power of the sword. So, the first thing is, he will deliver you. Number two, he will promote you. Guess what that is for me? He will promote you. Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7, we know that passage very well. Psalm 75, he says, for promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up another. In other words, if the reason you have not yet gotten to that seat is because somebody else is occupying it. The Bible is telling us, God is the judge that loves He put it down one. When he saw that Saul was taking too long from getting down on the, on the throne that belongs to David, he eliminated him. He put down on one. He set it up another. God is the judge. All you have to do is be sure you are on the side of God. Who is on the Lord's side? I want to know I am on the Lord's side. <clears throat> Who is on the Lord's side? I want to know I am on the Lord's side. I am on the Lord's side, and the Lord is on my side. As long as I live, as long as I live, I am on the Lord's side. Brethren, that is something worth living for, that you are on the Lord's side. Knowing fully well that once you are on his side, he will take you to the highest heights possible. And nobody and nothing can pull you down. He will take you high in Jesus' name. Number three, he will answer your prayers. He will do what? For those of us who are fasting, I don't know what number again to I mean. What number is today? Number what? It remains. No, it's not seven days. It remains 14 days, not 7 days. So if it remains 14 days, and we are going to 63, accountants, calculation. (laughs) Amen. So we have been fasting, we have been waiting upon the Lord. And the Lord says, I should tell someone here today, he will answer your prayers. Tell somebody that is for me. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. He said, call unto me, and I will answer thee. And showed you great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. In our communion on on Friday, when we were talking about the God of mercy, we said the God of mercy is a God that does what? That revealed secrets. Because he's a merciful God, he revealed secrets. And look at it here. He said, call unto me, I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things, not ordinary things, which thou knowest not. Those things that you cannot know, except by by divine intervention. This season, God will reveal to you in Jesus' name. The next point is, he will beat with you in trouble. Brethren, for every one of us, there will come a day that the enemy wants to shake you. There will come a day that you will say, ah, ah, how are we going to solve this? How will this be done? You know, like uh, when you watch some of these uh, Christian Yoruba movies, they say, Ah, Emmanuel. There will come days like that, that it looks like there's no way forward. But the Bible is saying what? He will do what? He will be with you in trouble. That's what he will be with me. In trouble. The fact that trouble comes, it's not, there's no big deal in trouble, brethren. It's a fact of life. But that is what differentiates you, a child of God, from all others. That's why the Bible says when men are talking of a casting down, you will be talking of what a lifting up, a lifting up. I was talking with one of our pastors yesterday. He was telling telling me about one of his children. Say, oh, he just got a job. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, in so so and so place and all that, and he was saying, ah, who could have said? That in this Canada, a graduate, you will graduate and for months, there is no job. But in the midst of all that, God has given you a testimony. You must appreciate God. That's what you must appreciate God. Isaiah for the three verse two. Isaiah for the three verse two. It says, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned; neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. That's the word of God to you. He will be with you in trouble. You know, that's why, is this Psalm 20? That says, may the Lord answer thee in the day of trouble. May he answer, hear your prayers from the throne of grace. May he accept your burnt offerings and sacrifices all the sacrifices you are putting in now, there will come a day that God will say, "Ah, if for no other reason, I know my son died for him, I know my son died for her, look at the sacrifice he or she is putting in to my work. I have no choice, but I will answer. God will answer you in Jesus' name. I say God will answer you in Jesus' name. The next point is, God will honor you who is, he, who is here that God will honor? You are watching online. I'm asking you that question. Will God honor you? Amen. In First Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. He says, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said, indeed, he was talking to Eli, that thy house and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. He said, but now the Lord said, be it far from me. He, the important part I want us to look at. He said, for them that honor me, I will do what I will honor. So the only thing that can prevent you from being honored by God is what? If you don't honor Him, you honor God, He will honor you. Because that passage goes on and say that those that despise Me shall be lightly esteemed. Ah, you will not be lightly esteemed. You know what it means to be lightly esteemed? Uh, 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 you know there's that language I heard it from the Geo Smart. I don't even know what it means. Uh, is it uh, something Fufulele f- 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 or something like that? <laughs> I, think, I think it's an Igbo word. It's not Yoruba. It is, uh, is it Yoruba? Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> but I'm sure it says something that is light. No weight. No weight. No, it, that's why it says uh, lightly esteemed. The wind will just blow that one away. But I say those are that honor me. I will do what? God will honor you. I say God will honor you. I say God will honor you. If you honor God in the life of a man of God, you are not honoring that man. Who are you honoring? You are honoring his God. There's nothing the man can do for you, but his God can do everything for you. I pray for someone listening to me today. God will honor you. The next point we are giving in that passage is he will satisfy you with long lives. Tell somebody that is me. That's why you don't need to be afraid of COVID or any other pandemic that will still come. Brethren, this is not the end of pandemic, so this is not the end. Once upon a time, it was AIDS, and it was as if the whole world would die. Then came Ebola. Today, we are talking of COVID. Only God knows what it will be tomorrow. Because the Bible says man must realize That there is a God that reigneth in the affairs of mankind. Men must realize that it is only what God says that stands. Men must realize that whatever God has not spoken cannot do what? Cannot stand. Cannot stand. He will satisfy you with long life. In the Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs 3 verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, My son, forget not my law. But let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. What is he saying there? His words will add length of days, long life, and peace to the life of his son. Length of days, long life, peace. I mean, it's not just being old. It's living to a good, ripe old age. In what? In peace. In peace. Not running from one post to the other. Not being unable to sit down because you are afraid of the person who is next to you. Now look at Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 verses 8 and 9. We know that passage very well. Joshua 1, 8 to 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and you will have good success. Your success will be good. I say your success will be good. Divine prosperity will be your portion. In the name of Jesus. But the book of the law must not depart from your mouth. You must be a depository of the world. Your Bible should not be just for decoration. It needs to be studied. It needs to be known. It needs to be read. Verse 9 of that passage says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. neither be without dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All this is premised on the fact that the word of God is in you. And if the word is in you, God and God alone will do what? He will satisfy you with long life. I say he will satisfy you with long life. Finally, he will save you. He will do what? He will save you. Isaiah chapter 35. We know that passage very well. Verses 4 to 8. Isaiah 35 verses 4 to 8. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. You see? Again, he said saying unto you, do what? Fear not. Fear not. There is nothing to be afraid of. Say, so behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Let's look at verse 5. Say, so then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart. And the tongue of the dumb shall sing." For in the wilderness, shall waters break out and streams in the desert. Brethren, this passage I'm reading today is a passage God has given to us in this sanctuary. And I know the time of performance is at hand. By, the, by God's special grace, in this sanctuary, I'm not, talking of, I'm not necessarily talking of the building. We are a body of Christ. In this sanctuary, the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be opened. The lame man will leap like an heart. The tongue of the dumb shall sink. Because waters will break out. Remember the book of Ezekiel 47, I believe? They talk about the healing streams that flow from the east side of the altar in the temple. God will establish that healing stream in this place in the name of Jesus. He will come. He will save you. In verse 8. Verse 8. Now let me read from verse 7. The past ground shall become a pool. The thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons. Where each lay shall be grass. With reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there. A way. And it shall be called the way of what? Holiness. Holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. that's very important. A highway of holiness. So long as we let holiness continue to be our watchword in this church, the Lord will do what he has promised. The Lord will do what he has proposed. I pray that on the day of visitation, you will be found worthy among those that are living a holy life in the name of Jesus. The highway of holiness. That is the path on which we are treading. Holiness is our watchword. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives direction. Who gives direction? The Holy Spirit. In Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. Isaiah 30 verse 21. The Bible says, Your ears will hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right hand, when you turn to the left. A word of direction. A word of guidance. The word and the voice of the Holy Spirit. When you go to Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 and 22. The children of Israel were going to go through. The Egyptians were behind them. The Bible says, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. To go by day and night. And verse 22 says, He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. The Holy Spirit is with you. He's with you 24 hours a day to guide you, to direct you. If you will obey. When Jesus was living, he told us in John sixteen thirteen. He said, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all the truth. He will do what? The conspiracy against you will not stand. I said, that conspiracy against you will not stand. Because what others don't know, what others don't see, God will reveal unto you. He will guide you into all the truth. The mercy of God gives direction. The mercy of God guides. And when we are obedient to the direction that he gives, we are assured of his protection. Where others might have gone and fallen, you will go and come out triumphantly. Yeah. Remember, brethren, the same ground of the Red Sea that the children of Israel walked on, triumphantly, and they walked out, was the same ground that the host of Pharaoh stepped into and they were drowned. You will have a testimony. I said you will have a testimony. And it shall be a glorious testimony indeed in the name of Jesus. When men men begin to declare what God has done for them, when men begin to sing that song, come and see oh. Come and see, come and see, oh, come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous in our sight. Come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous. When men begin to sing that song because of God's divine intervention, you will not be found watching among them. You will be among those who will be singing for victory in the name of Jesus.